Welcome to episode 118 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. My name is Ted Stoven. He is Wasey Anderson, and we are in the backyard. It is the first backyard podcast of the season. Summer, the lilacs are bloomed. Actually, just spring. It, yeah, and the apple trees bloomed, apple man. Apple trees blooming. How nice is the backyard? How nice is that? Are you gonna, are you How neat is you, that? Is that new concrete? No, it's Dorm painted it, though. Oh. Did you notice it or just, just now? Just that's pointing it out. Oh. One thing folks may not know. <laughs> one thing folks may not know about the backyard setup is Ted and I built this platform that we're sitting on. This very platform that we're sitting on with our bare hands. Yeah, we were worked really hard. And we're not manual labor folk. No. <laughs> but it was Storm's this. idea. But we just we executed it. It was good. Th- these bricks are heavy as shit. It was actually they were actually heavy enough that my silver truck was like I think I had to make two <laughs> trips because <laughs> it was that pretty was heavy. I was back in the day when I lived in the basement in the dungeon. It was a I full beat laboratory. <laughs> it was a full <laughs> uh, full load of it was a pallet of these bricks. Oh man, they were heavy, but they look good. It's a nice little patio. It's, it's holding together strong. It's been a few years now. And like one good thing is there's a l- s- very small amount of stuff that grows through it. I don't know if we did a really good job of that or if it's just I too. Think we just did a hell. Of, I didn't think we just did a hell of a job. If the if the stuff is so tight that it's Close like that? I don't know. But. Yeah, it's cool stuff. Nice patio. Nice patio. Storm made a nice pond thing in a jug. You can in a smell jug. it. You can smell it. It's it very smells nice. It smells fresh. Like it's really nice. Yeah, it smells good. No, no, it smells like nice, like a fresh ecosystem could live in there. <laughs> Does it get any frogs? What kind, of, what, kind really? of, what kind of plant is that? What kind of flower is that? A can of lily? A can of lilies. Nice. A can of lilies. Nice. We got uh, got some finally got some spring weather here in Calgary. Summer's on the way. Final rodeo season's here. Yeah, and you went to PA this last weekend went for our PA. friend Tanner on Burns on the road. Lots of us. Tanner and Scotty weeks. Burns, Jesse Burns. Yeah, the Burn Ranch. It's my it's my first time. It was my first the time Burns's? there telling Jesse and Tanner and well the crew anyways. That's my first time up at the ranch since the bull riding school in like 2013. I got a oh wow in the throat. Oh wow, I haven't been up there in a while. Dang. Back in the old indoor arena. What'd you feel do you about? That? Do you want to get that started up before? What'd you feel about? How'd you feel about things going back? Oh, it's fine. Did you it's have good. trauma? No, no trauma. <laughs> it was. I remember it was. It was 2013. And like Pauzy was there, and everybody like Chad, and the whole crew was there hanging. Was out. Was I there or no? I don't, I don't think you were there. You weren't there that year. But they had. It was Luke, Rat Trap at Calgary's. Was Luke uh, Snyder there? Luke Snyder he, was there. Yeah. Was he was, hammer drunk too? Ah, uh, this was the. This was like the first couple of days, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, okay, but well, it was we, only two days. No, it was. It was Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can't, remember, I can't remember all the, the dirty details. But anyways, we go, and it was the second day. It was a Saturday, and Calgary had some bulls there, and they had a bunch Raymond of bulls. Raymond Goodman. Yeah, and it was like Rat, rat Trap. They had Rat Trap and Edgar and like all the or all those really old Edgar bulls. Edgar was sweet. Yeah. So they had, but nobody wanted, because Rat Trap was a piece of shit, but nobody wanted to get on him. I got on that bull one time. And they the were brand so new bull rope, and it was awful. And they're sitting, he was sitting, the, sitting the shoot, and I wanted, to, and I was having a rough weekend. Like I got the first bull I got on was a young calf of Calgary, and he fucking body slammed me. On what the did ground. you learn at the, that school? I'm, I'm gonna get to it, man. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get to it. If you let me get there, I'm bull going on. Body I'm slammed. Heading, I'm heading into that that direction. So we were going, and it was like a lunch break, and they had like Edgar and a bunch of those older bulls loaded up, and Ty, Ty got on Edgar, and I was having hell, and so Ty gave me one of his old ropes. So I'm using it. I get on, and Tristan Collier was like, "Yeah, man, get on, get on that bull. It'll be good." And I'm like, "Yeah." Well, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. And I go, Ugh. and he, he like, he kind of belly rolls out of there and jacks me like away from my hand, and his horn comes right in like my jugular, like <laughs> right. Like I have, I have a picture on my Instagram, <laughs> like a bit. You can see the mark on my throat, like <laughs> oh, it was bad. So I took the rest, took the rest of the day off, 
And then Sunday comes around, and they had they had these like like a group of young bulls that were pretty nice. Like they just hop up there and spin pretty nice, or whatever. So I got on one of those ones, and he hopped out two jumps around the right, and I rode him. And Luke comes up to me, he's like, "Hey man, great ride. Like, if I was you, I'd shut her down for the weekend." <laughs> 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 I was like, you know what, man? I've been battling. It's probably a good idea because I was getting my ass handed to me all weekend. But that was oh, that's one of my the last time I was at the Burn Ranch. I like I like Luke. So Snyder, good people. So it was it was fun, man. It was it was cool and it was and like a cool little setup Tanner has there in the yard. So what'd you learn though? You didn't say what you learned. I learned I learned how to I learned I learned I learned that I learned that yeah I know I need to know where to draw the line sometimes. <laughs> but Luke, Luke was Luke was a good teacher in a sense that he taught really similar to Gary Lafue. Yeah. So I, I'd went to a Gary Lafue school before, and he kind of taught some of that similar stuff. And then that last bull I got on was, was a way to free for my hand. That's when it all kind of clicked, like the really like getting really? over the front, and setting your hips. So that felt really good. And that was early on in my left hand career as well. So. Um, you started with good. your right hand too. I started with my right hand back in huh. the day because then I dislocated my elbow and had to switch. Oh. But anyways, it was a good. Uh, it was good. It was good to feel like an actual like how would a bull ride away from my hand felt like to do it the right way. Correctly. So, anyways, it was That's fun. Cool. It was good times. Yeah, and it was good. We had an impromptu football game on the Saturday of the. Oh, you uh, were in the football game too. I was in the football game. Yeah. Kobe was, said he was injured after that. He was pretty. <sighs> There's a lot of sweaty dudes <laughs> playing that football game, and a lot of people playing in jeans. It's crazy to me, man. Jeans, eh? They made. Mm. A, I made a TikTok video about it. I'll be. <laughs> I'll plan to post it here later, but. <laughs> Um, everybody does uh, Cowboys do everything in jeans Like they'll see any yeah, sp- They'll like play beach volleyball cowboys. fucking jeans Those are cowboys Do you like my jorts? Jorts are cool man Jorts are great I was wearing my jorts one I'm day And Sean Martin jorts, came man. by And he was like I don't know if he was impressed Or embarrassed Or disappointed Or what his deal was But I don't know if he liked it I or not. I couldn't tell I He's like Racy's rubbing off on you You're wearing jorts on a Saturday yeah, I don't know. Just because you're not, you don't need to wear jeans all the time to say you're a real cowboy. I don't know. It's, it's true. There's no rules about it. But anyways, it was fun. It was really fun, man. Good to hang out with Tanner and the crew. They put on a good show. Good folks. Few rides. Got to work with uh, Bob Schmidt. He's awesome. Roberto. He's a really good dude. Proud new owner of a Canadian Pro Rodeo announcer card. Man, he's a he's a good one. Good people. He's a good one. So I, I'm glad that that's working out. And it was a good weekend, man. Got home at a decent time on Sunday, so can't complain. That part's cool, eh? You only had to be gone for three days. I didn't waste it. I Thursday, Friday, third. Saturday. Yeah. Come home Sunday. I was home Sunday. Three nights. Meanwhile, yeah. I was gone for six nights. Left on Tuesday. Left on the road, man. And I was feeling pretty good when I left on Tuesday. And then I got, uh, like, I don't know if I woke up and I felt like shit, but it was uh, pretty early on, and I the, felt awful. I had a road a, flu. Oh, I felt like total dog shit. Yeah. And uh got up there, but then, and then I got to Grand Prairie about three o'clock. And then I didn't really get a whole lot set up until about like seven. Yeah. And then we were setting up to like eleven p.m. Finally got everything set up by eleven, uh, and then had the slack the next day at noon, and then uh, then chuck wagons later that evening. So, pretty uh, pretty jam packed weekend. But a good show though. In Grand Prairie, good content. yeah. And really good content. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to say, um, the bareback riding. Uh, like I think eighty five points hardly got a check. Or you like mm. they were like, it was like sixth or seventh rodeos. places. Yeah, eighty five. Yeah, it's cool. Good on was like ninety on a on a horse called Debbie Does Dallas. Turns yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Turns out that Debbie Does Dallas is the name of a porno from oh, like porno back from the eighties, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> used to come on. It was cause it's, it's kind of like I think it's like softcore porno. Oh, is it? Yeah, it oh. wasn't like full on, so it always come on the late night like movie channels. Oh, really? So it was Debbie Do- Debbie Does Dallas. So. Somebody when I saw that. It was funny. Somebody said that someone is insisting that they change the name of that horse though, and if it's just a softcore porn, then that's not that big of a deal. I don't think. Half, no, I, don't I mean, know. it's like. Yeah, leave the name. 
It's a sweet name. It's funny. Yeah, it's a heck of a name. Debbie Does Dallas. Only the old raisins are going to know what it is anyway since it's from like 1977. Yeah, like who who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to ask the audience. What do you guys think about inappropriate names Dallas. of bulls? Bulls and, and horses. horses. Bulls and horses. Is but it, it good, but bad? But that's not even inappropriate, Provocative. Though. How is that inappropriate? It's only inappropriate if you know what it is. There you go. Right? Boomsies. And if it's and if you know what it is, you're probably old enough to know that it's okay. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon? Debbie, Debbie does, does Dallas. Dallas. It's the name of an old porno from the '80s, apparently. But it's softcore. There you go. See most right. So nobody, would, most people, would just be like, Phew, wouldn't get it's it. It's one of those things, man. People, people just would get it. They would appreciate it. Be like, that's funny shit. That's. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's a great name. It's funny. I don't know. People need to worry less about stuff like that. It's a waste of energy. Worry more about the all around. Worry more about the. <laughs> worry more about the all around. Oh, I what was, else? but also, I was only home for one night when I got back. What do you mean? Because I got back from BC on Monday. Hey, that sounds like a you problem. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> BC. And awesome. you're going again, then coming back. Go, go, do you want to elaborate on why BC is awesome? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything to tell our listeners? Hot. Is there any hot news? Yeah, you got any hot news for oh, us? Oh fuck. Yeah, you, yes, uh, I got a got an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Will you still after she hears this? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. She might cut Does she like to be crib. referred to be as an old lady? No. <laughs> I don't think any lady likes to be referred to as an old lady. Oh, yeah. No, she's a very nice gal. Yep. Whom I have met and we have engaged in a relationship <laughs> together. <laughs> it's very you already nice. engaged? Congrats. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I got got her Montana Silversmith ring. Found it in my sample bag. Yeah. That's what I've been digging her, digging her out this. for the sample bag. I need this. I got something to do this weekend. Uh, I'm going to hide it in your stuff next time you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be your off. That's me I'll hide one. Oh. Just hide one. Dear, Dear Jen from Wacy. <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> I'm going to find the cheapest one, too. Uh. It's this shitty like turquoise like <laughs> cross ring or something. <laughs> just one that's old and discontinued uh, and been yeah, yeah just been getting, like a custom cow wish it ring. <laughs> just cow wish it diamond. <laughs> oh oh dear. yeah, anyways, yeah, dating a gal from, from out there, she's good stuff. Her name's Is Jen. she real? I haven't seen her yet. You will be seeing her soon. She's out in a couple really? weeks. Yeah, she's out in the fifteenth. She was in town the same time I was in town and she didn't come by, so I was a little bit like hmm. I had a lot of people that like. Right. I mean, love you guys to death, but my parents kind of take precedence on most folks. So I took already about the parents. It's getting serious. Dinner with my parents, yeah. So you actually went? I'm not fucking around, man. What did Paula think? She hasn't said anything bad. <laughs> so I, no I'm instant s- feedback. No, she's Jen's great, so I'm, I'm not too worried. And she's an accountant. Worried. She's an accountant. Yes, she's, she's very already smart. doing your taxes. She said she would. Oh, that's, so that's a good. That's good news for me. It is. I did get QuickBooks though, so I'm gonna make my life. I'm trying to make life easy on her. Well, that's for your company though. But I can still but do it. I can track personal stuff on there too. Oh nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Wacy has his own company now. Wacy Anderson Social Waste Media Extravaganza. Waste Dog Marketing. Wacy <laughs> Anderson's Social Media Shenanigans Incorporated. Social Media Emporium. <laughs> Emporium. If we don't have it, you don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, fucking what else? Okay. Oh, good stuff. So Anyways. in other news, you owe me a round of golf at the Banff Springs, the oh. most expensive golf course. Do you want to talk about on the back half? We can, yeah. Yeah, I talk about. We think we're always in now. We're pretty Are we deep. in. We're eleven twenty. We do have something else to get hey, to. Hey, don't we? We have a new sponsor on the pod. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'd like to welcome our new friends, Equilix and Equipride. Equilix and Equipride, and it's made by Sweet Pro. Those it's made by Sweet are, Pro. Those that are uh, that know the bull riding world know Sweet Pro, and so they know that it's good shit. That's good. Sh- <laughs> 
they, that's all you need to know. That's yeah. it. That's the ad. Get the ad. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Those who know Sweet Pro, they know Equilux, and it's good shit. But anyways, we have something written up here. We've teamed up with Equipride and Equilix, which are an all-in-one vitamin and mineral and digestive aid supplements. Way she eats it every morning, so you have a good I poo. I every morning. I put it in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, my coat is shining. <laughs> my skin has never been better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, but anyways. Look, it looks a little dull to me, actually. Yeah. You need some. Go. Oh, you know what, though? Need some wax okay. mustache. What's cool about having a girlfriend? Did you finish that read? Okay. Okay. I'll, t- I'll get into the other part okay. after. It's pretty cool. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy this part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Equipride and Equilix, they offer excellent hoof growth. Hoof growth. Hoof growth. <laughs> hoof growth. <laughs> hoof growth. <laughs> is a battle, Adri. Hoof <laughs> growth for your horse's coat and colic. What is. I can't even. Who wrote this? Well, you're wearing your sunglasses and it's. it's, it's pre- like, they're prescriptions. It's they're prescriptions. I can see PM. so good. <laughs> a little tinted. Okay. Why, what makes Equipride and Equilix so great? What do, well, I don't know, Wacey. What they're makes They're excellent so great? for hoof growth. Oh. Your horse's coat. And colic issues. If that's not enough, with all the nutrition packed into these supplements, you will save about 20% on your forage needs, which is a big deal because hay is very expensive these days, so you don't want to mess around with that kind of stuff. So try this amazing horse supplement by asking your local feed store to bring in Equipride and Equilix today. Do it. Buy our friends with Sweet Pro Feeds. So As Ricky Ticky would say, do it, do it, do it. Yes. <laughs> well, that was the first one out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back with our interview this week after this. Storm, are you Storm? Are you ready? Storm, are you ready now? I'm ready now. Okay, all right. We're here with our next guest. He is a two-time Canadian all-round champion. He's a multi-time CFR PBR Canadian Finals qualifier. Two He's times. He's been right? on. I said multi-time, man. Yeah, you don't have to be cool. exact, dude. Yeah. Why do you have to interrupt me? <laughs> <laughs> He's been on Team Canada for the PBR them. Global Cup a couple times. He's a bull around son of a gun. He's from BC. His name is Jake Gardner. Welcome to the Cowboy Ship Podcast, Jake. Thanks for coming out, bud. Hey, thanks for having me. It's kind of been a long time coming. We're, Ted and I were like brainstorming of who who we want to bring on the show next. And I was like, hey, man, like we got to get Jake on here. Like He hasn't been on any of this stuff. and He's been kicking ass the last couple of years. So we appreciate you taking some time throughout your busy schedule. You just got back from Alaska. Cool trip to the even greater white north, I guess, because further, further. I didn't know that Alaska is the biggest state. In Was the it US. Really? Yeah. That landmass was bigger than Texas? Bigger than Texas. Texas can fit into the Alaska three times. No, really? Yeah, seriously, man. I just watched oh, a video wow. on it one day. Really? It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's vast up there, especially when you're flying in that plane up there and all you can see is mountains, you know. How do you big how, mountains? How do you get there? Well, uh how I guess you, get there? you could uh dog sled <laughs> if you really wanted to, but <laughs> no um No, but like but what's the flight? Like do you go to Edmonton to Seattle to Alaska? 
Yeah, we you went. You got to go to the states first. You can't go from Edmonton or no. Like in, I went. Canada, right? I went uh, Edmonton to Vancouver and then up there, and it oh, was Vancouver. It was a nice three-hour flight up there, and yeah, it, That's it was far. It was wasn't that bad. It's as far. It's as far from Vancouver to get to like L.A. as it is to get to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. I saw and the videos looked amazing. Like the yeah, mountains and the was, sun, it was like beautiful, and oh, the sun man. probably didn't even go down hardly. You want to talk about a sweet backdrop for a bull ride? Holy, it looked Alaska. amazing. Oh man, that place is breathtaking. Like it's uh, if if anybody's wondering if they want to go or not, uh, book the trip, and I swear you won't regret it. Was that so? Was that your first time competing? Because it's the second year they've had it. Did you go yeah. the first year? Uh, first year, I kind of had some issues with a, a bit of a broken hand. I had to take a month off, and that was right in that time period. I had my plane tickets booked, and I was entered, yeah. but um, I just didn't feel I I was uh, good enough to go up there. So I kind of took some time off, and I mean it. Uh, Upset me, so I knew this year I wanted to go yeah. for sure. And there's, there's a crew of you guys went up. It was you, Jared Parstage, Jordan Hansen, Lonnie West, Lonnie West, and then Tanner Girls, Tanner Shoot Tanner Boss. Girls. That's yep. pretty cool. At Tanner Todd, Shoot Boss, Todd was there too. And then the, then the Bold Rodeo Bulls made their way up too. Yeah, um, Jake, Jake and and the clan was there. Um, I mean, the the stock was great. Um, I mean, there there were a few bulls that were a little hit or miss, but I mean, you're going to have that anywhere. And um, I mean, it w- I thought it was great. They did a great job, and and. Uh, I mean, that, it was a cool bull ride, and, and the fans there, they loved it. You know, you rode one, they were cheering for two minutes yeah. afterwards, so it was pretty cool. So outside of the bull riding, what was your favorite thing about Alaska? Because obviously your first time up there. Man, just uh, being able to get up there and kind of see a different part of the world was pretty cool. Um, I was fortunate enough I got to go fishing on the day after, and uh, I've always wanted to go catch halibut, and I, I got to go catch one, so that was kind of cool. And uh, the little the little town I was in, it's a fishing town called Whittier. You got to go through like a, a tunnel underneath of a mountain, and um, I I thought that was really neat. And so I I got a room there and kind of just played tourist for a couple days, you know, and and got my mind off the rodeo end of things, and it was it was nice. Dang, hey, what, what were the, how did how did how did you do with the bull riding? We didn't even get to that part. I didn't look at the results either. Um, I I got fourth in a round. I was eighty four and a half on a good Vold bull um, power play. Um, yeah, that got me fourth in the round, made a little money, and I think I finished eighth on the average. Um, the bull I had the first day, he was really good, and I, I kind of messed him up. I wish I would have uh, rode him, and I might have been able to come home with that gold, but mm-hmm. unfortunately I didn't. And That's a cool prize. Yeah, like, so what's some the deal? Isn't it like gold? How much? It was a shitload of gold, wasn't it? 20 k worth. So I, from what I understand, I might be wrong, but uh, that the you know the show Bering Sea Gold, I'm, I'm pretty sure that guy's the guy that puts it up. Anyways, he put 10000 up last year and nobody won it so i think it carried on over to this year and uh tyler bingham he went out and made some excellent bull rides and he he got to go home with it it was pretty cool to watch so what did he get like a gold bar uh it was like just a bunch of gold flakes like little gold nuggets really i love like the unique like prizes for stuff like when uh corpus christi gave out the surfboards and stuff Mm. like that like or even like i guess what even like when chad gives out his guitars and all the different kind of like even when a guy can win a rifle sometimes in the u.s like there's there's some really cool it's nice to kind of drift away from like just the traditional buckle like always sweet to win a buckle but having different types of prizes is super cool too oh yeah like (laughs) i mean that gold that uh (laughs) that's one i think everyone wants because it's worth a lot so I I wanted to win it, and I probably would have, you know, kept it in a safe for a few years, maybe to go up in value. But uh, I just have to go next year and try and get it again. So, okay. and the PR, or so you caught a halibut. Did you, did you get it shipped home or come with you, or what? Did, what's the deal? Yeah, I caught a halibut and a bunch of rockfish. Um, they had a fr- fish processing place there, and um, they uh, 
put it in a, a freezer box and put some ice packs in it. And I took it took it on the plane with me the next day. And really, so and uh, it's in the That's freezer cool. at home. I'm pretty excited to try some of it. Dang. When we were in Florida, we didn't catch any fish that we could keep because it's like that. Fish. We, Nothing we, we could got keep some fish, though. but they have like that thing where it has to be a certain length to keep, but it's it has to be slot. below a certain length. Yeah, it's a slot. slot. Yeah, it's a yeah, slot. yeah. So we didn't unfortunately get to try. Well, I'm not a big fish guy, anyways. So it's good for me, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would like to have some. So, so uh, this year so far, though, uh, you're sitting, uh, you figure, like, about top 50 in the PRCA. So uh, part of it's getting getting all the qualifications because you got to, you know, be pretty high up to be able to keep going to those PRCA rodeos and get the get your preference and getting all the big events, you know. Um, but tell us about some of the goals and where things are at and where you're going. Yeah, like, um, last year I kind of wanted, like, I've always wanted to go on that PRCA trail, and last year I didn't feel like we were going to be able to make enough money up here to qualify qualify for the big ones unless, you know, you got into Calgary. So last year I kind of just went down there, focused a lot down there, and, uh, you know, it worked out. I I finished in that top 40 range, which, um, you know, got me into Houston and a bunch of those big ones. Unfortunately, um, I had a torn bicep, so I I got off to a bit of a slow start this season. And uh, Houston was my first one, and, and I'd been down in Texas for a couple months after that, picking away, you know, getting getting a few one here and there, and um, you know, but not really anything big. And then, uh, luckily, I, I went to Reading and drew a good bull, and and uh, I managed to get the win there, and it kind of put me back into the standings where I need to be to keep going. And um, so, like, I'm just the dang goal is to make the NFR. That's um, it's always been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. Like, I want to make the PBR World Finals, but I just you know, I see guys like uh, Cody Snyder and, and Daryl Mills. Daryl's from kind of up where I'm at, and, and they're world champs. And it's just I always thought that was cool. You know, them guys made it, and they, they went down there, put on the miles, and, and traveled hard. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with my career right now is it's kind of go that route. And, um, yeah, so far it's it's been going okay. It's a bit of a st- slow start this season, but it's getting busy, and I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling good. So, And you're just coming off another, another win at the Grand Prix Stompede. You're, we were talking about it with Dakota Lewis the last episode about competing in like your hometown, your hometown areas, and you're one of those guys who seems to always do well in your hometown or like you, like Dawson Creeks and Fort St. John's and Grand Prairie, that part of the world. Like you always seem to like come up big and, and get the job done. What? So do you kind of feed off the energy of being near your hometown or in that area because you know some people, or you just kind of because like for me, whenever I rode in my hometown rodeo, I always fell off. I couldn't, I couldn't take the heat. So, so some guys got some guys can do it, and some guys can't. We weren't as good as Jake. Though. No, but I was sorry, but it's like, but oh, even for some guys who are that. good though, they can't get her done. Um, I don't know. I just I like the atmosphere up there. I guess um, it's kind of my home turf. So I, you know, sunny and uh, cold, cold wintry in May and about three degrees Celsius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the atmosphere. <laughs> um, no, I just, I don't know. I've, my first pro rodeo win was uh grand Prairie. I think in 2018, I got on uh Vold's crooked nose. Um, the year previous to that, I had the same bull drawn and I, I rode crooked nose the second year and I was 88 and I, I won that. And it just, that rodeo kind of has given me the confidence to go to other big rodeos and, and succeed. And, um, you know, I just, Every, every, ever since then, I've been back up there, and I seem like I do good in Grand Prairie. I don't, you know, there's a little bit of luck involved, I'm sure, but I just, I feel, I feel good up there, feel at home, and, you know, I just, I got a lot of people in my corner up there, and, and I'm just grateful that I can, you know, show, show them my skills, you know, put yeah. it to, put it to work in front of them. So that would have been your third win then, hey, because you won in, in 2019 on Sheep Creek, you were 90 points. Yeah, and then that's this year, you're 89 and a half. Yeah. Damn, three in a row, pretty three much. Three in a row, man. 
Yeah, no, no, pretty much. Hat trick. The Grand Prairie actually, hat trick. The Grand Prairie hat trick. Actually three. And then he's got the Grand Prairie buckle from the PBR from 19 as well. Uh, yeah, well, 2021 this last year. You should almost run last for year, mayor of yeah. Grand Prairie. <laughs> mayor, I, I don't know, maybe, you know, that. It's a lot of wins. They like a little too much, too much for my plate. But, no, I, I, I love it up there. I love Dawson Creek. I love Fort St. John. Fort St. John's where I'm from. And, and uh, just those people up there, they're, um, they're northern proud, and, and I'm northern proud. So when I'm able to get up there and, and you know, show them a northern boy and uh, win a rodeo like that, it's just, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and let's, let's go back to the beginning. We are kind of talking off camera or off recording here that, you kind of got your start through through Ty Posbon and other BC boy, and the, and you mentioned Daryl Mills and guys like that who've had influences on you. So how did you get your start, and who kind of got you going, and and how did that lead you to where you are today? Well, um, my dad, he's a th- like we're third generation. Ed. Dad, Ed. Yeah, Edward. Yeah, yeah Eddie. Fast Eddie. He uh, <laughs> <laughs> got to put his name in there. Oh yeah, got to put his name yeah. in there. Yeah. No, my Ed. dad is uh, he he. I owe a lot of my success to him. You know, he's um, he's been there through the highs and lows, and and uh, he's he's always what my ass to where it needed to be. You know, and so growing up, um, we're third generation ranching, farming kind of cowboy background family. Anyways, he used to ride bronc, steer wrestle, and bull ride, and uh, so he got us kids into rodeo up there. We have a lot of um, I don't know, just kind of open rodeos, and uh, he'd take us around to all those, and and. Uh, you know, like anyone else, started riding sheep and and uh, doing that thing. And then my girl or my sisters got into high school rodeo. So I remember the old Fort St. John rodeo grounds. They quit having rodeos. Um, they used to have pro rodeo. I'm pretty sure. Anyways, I remember he took us kids up there, and the arena was demolished. They had mud bogs and stuff there, and there was rocks and gravel. Anyways, he went through the time and work to get it nice and. And got the barrel pattern set up and got my, my sister some uh, breakaway cattle. And then I kind of just was always drug along, you know, to gym cannas and stuff like that. And and uh, I remember I kind of wanted to start riding steers. So he got some some big, big old team roping steers for me. And um, he run them in the chutes. And, I mean, I was I was young and small and a little nervous, you know. But I, I remember. <laughs> what age were you? Oh, I would have been about probably 10, 10, maybe eight, you know, I'd been on calves and stuff, but you know, not nothing like that anyway. So he started me off one handed. Well, I got on one and got one jump, you know, but more or less looking for the easy way out. And then I got another <laughs> one, same thing. And the third one, same thing. And, and my dad, you know, he's, he's a bit of a hard ass, but in a good way, you know, he's got a big heart anyways. He, um, I remember I got back behind them shoots and he's, you know, he sat me down and he said, Hey, if you don't ride this one or, or try, then I'm never going to, you, you're wasting time. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm done doing this. So he said, you better. And I remember I was young and, you know, and pretty upset about it. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, but I did, you know, I tied my hand back in that rope and I sure tried hard and I made it, I think halfway across the arena. And I remember I hit the ground and I felt like I did all right. And I got up and there was a big smile on his face, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, that was just a good feeling for me. And I think ever since then I was always attracted to it. And then, kind of to keep going he didn't just want me to do one event you know he wanted me to do other events like and I I wanted to do it too I like calf roping um shoot dogging uh team roping um so I kind of got into that and uh up there we had the Moore Ranch which is Clayton Moore and his family Annette Moore Danny Moore um and they're kind of a a big professional cowboy family up there you know Clayton's won Mm -hmm. a Canadian title and 
and uh, Chelsea, she's she's really handy with barrel racing, and and she was uh, I think college national champ in the go time back in the day. And anyway, so my she sister's won the, uh, won the uh, Canada's ultimate cowgirl. She rode yeah, a cow. Yeah, so she the was Pinocchio really handy. And <laughs> real so handy. My dad would send <laughs> the girls would send the girls down there, um, and they kind of that's where they learned. And then when I got old enough. Um, I started going down there and, and Clayton kind of showed me the ropes of, you know, being a cowboy and, and the rodeo side of things. And so that's kind of where I, I learned my rodeo skills and, and my dad taking us to practices and stuff like that. And then, uh, and then, so then a few years, I'd like, I went over to Williams Lake BC a couple times to the Poffinroff Ranch, Virgil Poffinroff. He's a calf roper. I went and learned how to calf rope there from him and his dad. And, and then, um, another summer I went to, uh, the Pazabon Ranch, which would be Luke and Leanne and, and you know, Ty Pazabon's parents. What age would you have been then? I would have been about 12 then. Um, so I was pretty young. I, I was just getting riding steers. Couldn't couldn't ride them that good. And uh, my dad lined it up with Luke, I think, and said, hey, I want to send my boy down there for a few weeks. You know, you can use him as a grunt. He'll work mm-hmm. for you. Just teach him <laughs> how to ride type thing. And So my mom, she took me down to Williams Lake and met up with Ty and a group of bull riders and uh anyways you know i don't think she realized what i was getting into but <laughs> when you're 12 yeah, yeah they 12. were they were like yeah mrs gardner we'll uh we'll look after your boy don't worry about us you know and so anyways hopped in that Cr- truck i was cracked a, a beer instantly yeah <laughs> pretty much you know and uh anyways we headed out west to bella Coola, which is four or five hours out there and it was it was uh kind of my first experience away from home and away from the parents and and I got to live the kind of the rodeo cowboy lifestyle. And I think that's how you it know, starts. That, yeah, that, that really <laughs> attracted me. Anyways, I got bucked off there and I was riding one handed. Well, we went to we went to Luke's and um, he was like, hey, you know, you got to ride two handed before you can start riding one handed. You know, let's get the feel for it and then we'll we'll think about it. So, yeah, I spent the week there and and getting on steers and stuff like that. And um I went to a rodeo that next weekend. I ended up riding one and winning my first buckle. And I think no ever way. since then I was hooked Which on one? it. Where was it? I was like Whispering Pines is what it was really? called. So uh, that'd be like a BCRA rodeo then? Yeah, I think it was Um, I think it was a BCRA. It, it might have just been a jackpot rodeo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was just cool because I couldn't, you know, Luke got me riding two-handed. And I started riding a few of them team roping steers. And then I went and got on like a big beef heifer and, and rode her around. She jumped and kicked hard. And I ended up winning the buckle. And... And it was just, you know, it was a pretty cool feeling as a young kid being 12. And then I think I was I was hooked. I wanted to hang out with the bull riders all the time. So. <laughs> who were some of the other bull riders around Ty at the time? I, I'm not remembering who it would have um, been. Well, there was uh, Tanner Moore was around. Uh, Cody Moore was around. Um, Junior was there. Junior He'd definitely still getting on us. bulls. Yeah, Craig so, Loring yeah, Jr. Yeah, Junior was riding bulls. Right around going. that time, he won an event in Kamloops. Yeah. Just north of town. Yeah. And he had, he had the biggest... <laughs> party like i think he spent all the money that he won that night in the bar in cactus jacks and Kamloops. well that's doesn't sound too far off <laughs> <laughs> no um junior was around ty was around and i mean there was a handful Probably of Wade guys marchand the, wasn't the, very far away yeah lozier Lo- Lo- boys yeah. were around reed um, kyle yeah reed and kyle casey atrell be, casey was there around. and those were kind of the, the older guys in bc that you know like they're they were kind of picked on me a bit but it uh I think it paid off, you know, gave me a bit of a tough skin and but uh yeah, no, it was um good times back then for sure. Learned a lot from those guys. What about Daryl Mills? What what's his uh I don't know 
effect or uh, influence even influence that's the word yeah. on your career anything or a bit or not much oh or, for sure he's like a little he comes, ways away in 14 he John. comes from pink mountain which is an hour and a half uh about two hours north like it's he's out in the bush there but i remember being a young kid and me and my dad stopped we were driving from up north like way up north bc we were coming back from a hunting or fishing trip anyways we pulled in this inga lake and uh the mills were camped there and i just remember being young and he introduced me to daryl and uh, he was like, this is a world champion bull rider. And, and you know, as a, as a young kid, I kind of thought that was pretty cool. And then I I started, like, paying attention to that a little more. And then um, me and Daryl's daughter, we high school rodeoed a bit together. She was several oh. years younger than me. but So he was always at the rodeos and, and, and always lending a hand when he could. Um, and Daryl, you know, he's, he's a really nice guy. And he'd always always come up to the shoot and try and help. And it was just cool, you know, world champion. And and Daryl's a pretty humble guy about it too, right? So it's uh, yeah, very yeah. Just it's pretty yeah. cool to be around him and and um, you know, see see a guy from that far up north can go and be a world champ, especially back then when there was. Was even know, harder rodeo back then? Back I think that, so, that quite a bit made, harder, right? And, uh, right. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool to be able to high school rodeo around him, and and he's still doing high school rodeo stuff with his youngest guy and. And he's uh, a big influence to all them high school rodeo kids up there for sure. So I think you're already cool. I think you're already older than he was when he was a world champion, though. He's 26. He retired. Wasn't he? I'm 25 right now, but uh, so you got, you got, you got a year. You got a year. And <laughs> half. Yeah, I know. The pressure's <laughs> on, right? <laughs> well, and and you also spend quite a bit of time at the other end of the arena, like you mentioned before. You you learned how to rope calves and all that kind of stuff. And so when did that start becoming a main part of your rodeo? And like when you like. Once you obviously got old enough to start like amateur and then to the pros, like is that always the goal to like work both ends of the arena as you progress through your career? Yeah, like I, I high school rodeoed always wanting to be the all around cowboy in, in British Columbia, and um, like I wasn't sure if I was going to continue to do those events in rodeo. Like I kind of my my game plan, like I for the longest time I just wanted to be calf roper. You know that was going to be my main event, ride bulls and steer less, wrestle. Less scary. Yeah, maybe. And, and I'd rather I just, rope calves than steer wrestle, man. Steer wrestling's crazy shit. Oh, dude, it's uh, <laughs> but it's I like being on a horse, you know, and it's a cool event, especially calf roping. There's a lot of technicalities to it, and you gotta you gotta practice and practice proper. And um, I had a good little paint calf horse back in the day. I'd I'd rope off of them quite a bit, and um, but anyways, so like wanted to be the all around cowboy in BC and did that. Got that a year or two, I think, and then high school. Yeah, in high school. Okay. And then kind of my goal was to go professional and ride bulls, calf rope, and steer wrestle. Anyways, I, I went to college in uh, in the States for a couple years. And Where at again? Uh, it was San Luis Obispo, California. Um, it Just was a the, place to hang out. Yeah. It was a junior college to uh, Cal Poly, and it was called Quest College. So we, we weren't in the university or nothing. It was just a junior college. But... Kind of the reason I, I went down there is because when I went down there to look at the school, they showed me where I could live, and it was on a, a steer wrestler's ranch by the name of John W. Jones Jr. And um, him and his dad are both both multi-time world champs. And Johnny, you know, he, you meet him, you couldn't tell he was a world champ. He's the most humble, nice guy, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And um, he's about 180 pounds, about the same same size as me. So I kind of looked at that, and I was like, well. You know, this guy's a world champion and he was a steer wrestler and back when they were steer wrestling in the 1980s they were they were big steers if you watch they're them steer videos. wrestling cows yeah they were steer wrestling cows man and <laughs> so i kind of seen that as an opportunity to to grow on that side of things and then lefuse were about 45 minutes to an yeah. hour south of there and back then i was kind of on that riding style and and so i was like okay hey, this is 
this is going to be a good place to go. You know, you got this guy here, you can live on his ranch and bulldog, you know, three three to four times a week, and then you can go get on bulls twice a week. And Gary's. And so I kind of got set up down there for a couple years, and then, um, I mean, I was I was really advancing with my calf roping skills, and then my horse, good horse colic down there, and uh, passed away, and I just never, after that, I, I never really found a good horse to use, and I kind of lost interest in it, and I just more went steer wrestling and bull riding. That was more my focus. And then um, I kind of knew after college that I wanted to go ride bulls. I wanted to do that professionally for a few years, and, and I know I can always fall back on timed events as I get older and, and get more serious with them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I, I kind of finished school down there. I started going to a few pro rodeos down there, getting my feet wet, and I come back up here, and and uh, there was a couple of years up here where it got rough. The first year I broke my shoulder, so that put me out for the season. And then the second year I, I just got a few bad concussions. I think I went broke and, you know, had to hang it up. And I just, you know, learning, learning, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, what happened after that? The next year I, I got more prepared. Um, I trained really hard. And, and then, yeah, Clayton Moore, um, you know, he, I'd go and bulldog at his house and he kind of was like, Hey, like you should enter, you know? And I was like, well, man, I don't even know where to begin. He's (laughs) like, don't worry, I'll help you out. So him and Steven calling, um, Steven's another guy from up there, really, really good bulldogger. And, um, they kind of just convinced me to start entering. Well, I started entering, I think the first rodeo I was at medicine had, I want to check, you know? And so then I had to enter and get two more checks. And that's kind of how that all around thing come around. You know, I started entering the bulldog and and those steer wrestlers are all super nice guys and have have great horses and they're they're more than you know welcoming to let you ride yeah. i feel like as long as you try it on and how do they feel when you beat them <laughs> i think you know they're happy for you they're um it's kind of a, a it's a good camaraderie it's kind of like the bull riders um they're all good guys and and happy to see you do good is you even know even though even though you do two events good they still think you're all right I don't know. I I hope so. <laughs> that's that's the one. Like of all the other events, like the two groups that like mesh together well is like the steer riders or steer wrestlers and the bull riders always yeah. seem to. I even like back in the day, like Ted, you got to pay attention, man. Turn Patrick the TV, turn the TV down. Evander Kane, turn the scored. TV. Down. Oilers won. Man, man, we're doing. We're busy. We're working. I know we are, but I'm just. I well, can do two things. Oh, we got to pay attention to Canadian hockey too. This yeah, is important. Man. We need we, we need a Canadian team to win the cup. Wacy's just mad because it's a flame. No, well, I'm mad because you keep interrupting me. That's funny. Go on. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. <laughs> two events: steer wrestling. Um. Anyways, uh, the steer wrestler guys are all they're all good dudes. And even remember, there's a couple times we were like at rodeo dance and stuff, and there'd be a scrum start, and the steer wrestlers, as long as you had good rapport and the right guys are in town, they'd, you'd always have feel safe <laughs> at a rodeo dance with the steer wrestlers around. Oh yeah, no, it's a it's a good end end of the arena to be at when they're around. They're all they're all good guys and and they're all really helpful mm-hmm. and and uh, I mean as a, as younger you know kind of nervous just asking to use guys horses and stuff. But um, you had you had uh, like Clayton and Steven. And, yeah. And tell me tell me do they both ride Clayton's horse? Or both ride Steven's horse? Or they both have like teams or what's the deal? Well, Clayton's raised some really good horses and um, like he's. You know, he's raised some and sold some and, and stuff like that. And same with Steven. Like, Steven's got a really one on the go right now. And and so, like, they had their horses going. They'd let me ride if I got the same days. But, you know, entering a rough stock, you don't always get set up the yeah. same days. So Got to have a few guys you can lean on. Yeah, so then you just kind of start looking at the trades list and calling guys and just say, hey, you know, I'm going to be here. Could I please use your horse? And and uh, most guys will say, yeah. And, and then hopefully, you know, and in return, I can 
pull a check and and pay him some money for a mount fee. Because right? they only make it if you make money. Like there's no fee like hundred bucks to ride my horse. It's only if you win money. No, it's uh yeah, it's just a, a mount fee. And um, I mean, I'm I'm sure some guys maybe have a deal or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's kind of how I've done it. And do they eventually just like? St- say like oh sorry i'm busy that day if, <laughs> if you're not winning like do they like oh sorry can't, well i can't think give you, uh, i mean horse you know they got a professional horse they want to look good and if you're not making the horse look good they have more than a right to say hey sorry um, bud <laughs> can you go find another one you know I, how many times have you have you have been told that i've never been told that i i feel like <laughs> i i do okay um but the only time you really get shut down is if their their horses are full. Too many so, guys. Yeah, too many guys. Normally the max is four guys. Okay. Or or just a guy doesn't feel comfortable you riding that horse, and that's totally okay. understandable. Mm-hmm. So okay. It's uh, but I've never had a problem. Have you had to ask a Cassidy for a horse? Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Curtis and Cody <laughs> are, are really helpful. Um, oh, I'm just giving you. I'm just giving them a hard time. Um, but no, they're really helpful. Those guys are all the bulldoggers. Like I. There's not any bulldoggers they're I don't all, like. They're all sweet I dudes, I like bulldoggers. Man. Yeah, they're awesome. No, like, they're a good I've, group of I have guys. no problem yeah, with sure. bulldoggers. I'm a, I'm a fan of the, of the guys. I just I decided to like, throw a dig in there. <laughs> you got it. Oh, wait, you can't. Just mess eh? around. We're supposed to have Curtis on a show coming up. So Good. Good. Yeah, yeah they're, um, they're a good crew. Yeah, you know, I feel I feel like bulldoggers wanted to be bull riders, but maybe they got too big <laughs> to be bull riders. <laughs> you know, like, like Tanner Milan, he... He knows a lot about bulls. Like I remember, we were in San Antonio last year, and uh, this liner full of page bulls show up, and he's like, "Holy, there's wild goose, and there's chiseled." And I'm like, "Darn, dude, he's you know mad. more of these he bulls than I, than I know." And, <laughs> and uh, cool. you know, and it's they they love it for sure. Well, when you, we're at a when we're at a rodeo, the guys behind the shoots helping the bull riders on. It's always the steer wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, pretty never much any so. other event. Like oh, team yeah. ropers can't come do because they're like right before the bull riding, and then the horse riders are all in their own little. They're world, off drinking, drinking Bud Lights already. already at that point. Yeah. So it's well, the steer wrestlers come to help out, ironing their pants. That's my go-to is Clayton Moore. <laughs> Clayton Moore, uh, he's been there for some of my biggest bull riding rides. But I like Clayton because he's brutally honest. He ain't gonna sugarcoat anything. You know, if I look off one, he'll he'll make sure I. He lets me know, and I like did, that. When did he, he say that? Does he say that? Like, yeah, you just looked off. Oh, yeah. Even if it didn't, oh, you looked off, you pansy. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the kind of guys you got to be around, man. If you expect to, like, get better, like, you can't have those guys that are going to sugarcoat it or be like, oh, whatever. you gotta got to be real with you, and it, that's how you get better ultimately as a competitor. No, exactly. You get aggressive and do better next time, and, and I, I appreciate the the criticism like that. It's uh, You can either take it as negative or positive, and... I like to take it as positive. How much do you spend on your horses to make sure they have all the right supplements to perform their best? What if we told you you could get all the vitamins you need in one bag or lick? Equipride and Equilix are an all-in-one vitamin, mineral, and digestive aid supplement. They have zero starch, zero sugar, and zero molasses and consist of prebiotics, digestive enzymes, and broad amino acid profile. Your horse's health is important, and now it can be simple. Whether you prefer supplements in a top dress, meal form, or in a leg tub, your horses can get what they need without the added sugar and without the hassle of multiple feed supplements. Try this amazing horse supplement product by asking your local feed store to bring it in. Make sure to ask for Equipride and Equilix. You don't want to miss it, folks. So, Jake, it's no question that you're like an elite competitor. You're driven you you put it on out on the line every time you compete but are you a superstitious guy 
Do you have any like any like kind of little things you have to do before every ride? Like put your left boot on first, or <laughs> put tape your tape your hand a certain way? Like would you, do you consider yourself a superstitious guy, or are you just a little stitious? I wouldn't <laughs> say I'm superstitious. <laughs> There's some some unknown written rules that I think you follow. Like don't put your cowboy hat on the bed. Um, black cats crossing the road in front of me. So you are superstitious, man. Yeah, but <laughs> those are the only two things: yeah. black cats and cowboy hat on the bed. I mean. But the thing is, what the color yellow? How, what are your? Yeah, we're going to do a new, new, new segment. We're going to rattle it off and see how you feel. So, so far, hat on the bed, no. Black cats, no. What about eating chicken before you ride? No, see that one. <laughs> that one's a myth. I, I, I eat chicken all the time okay. now. I used to not. But that's what I mean. If a black cat crosses the road in front of me, I'm going to prefer not to cross it. You're just not going to risk it. But, but I will, and I'm not going to let it affect the way I ride. Like that's just a weak <laughs> mindset to let little things yeah. like that affect your mindset to where you're like, oh, I put my cowboy hat on the bed. Now it's bad luck. Like, no, yeah. that's not. That's, okay. I, d- I don't like thinking that way, but it's just more like it's it's a fun way of doing things. Like, okay, come on, guys. Don't put your cowboy hats on the bed. That's just an old cowboy rule. Yeah, yeah. It's, and under, then, it's an unwritten one. I don't know. Sure. I'm, I'm, I ain't going to say this is because of it, but I've crossed a few black cats and had some bad luck. <laughs> In my time, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's just coincidence, but um, so ha- you're a little stitious. Then you're not superstitious. Just a little. Well, stitious. one time going to Wayne, right? I'm rolling into town. Black cat crosses the road. I thought, okay, well, I could go left and go around it, or I could go straight. Well, I kept going straight. Uh oh. Anyways, next day, go to the rodeo. Um, dog steering the slack in the morning. I didn't do good. I was like a five in the rodeo that night, and then I got on. Um, of old bull, little black bull, really good one. Anyways, got jerked down, got knocked out. Oh no! So that was my bit of bad luck. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I, I I ain't blaming it, it takes on like the one black time, cat, but like it's just happen, something to yeah. think about. You know what I mean? So what about <laughs> wearing yellow in the arena? I think rodeo's a, or uh, yellow's a good rodeo color. Dang. Color Wrangler. Yeah, I don't. But I don't cinch see any guy, problem though. problems with the, the cinch stuff. Yeah, team cinch. Are Let's you actually go. a cinch guy now? Yeah, I'm Cinch. You're spo- yeah, you guys yeah. sponsored. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've been with Cinch for um, the last uh, few years, and yeah, man, like Jessica, Jessica Whaler, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, I got her, I got her hooked up with uh, Dakota Butter quite a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. And Cinch has been a great company to me. I, I mean, I love their clothes. I, I before Cinch, I used to wear Wrangler a lot, but I mean, yep. Cinch has treated me really good. And oh, that's um, awesome. I forgot about that. They're really good to their athletes, so I, I, I can't complain with anything there. They're good, good folks. Well, and let's get into some of the traveling partners you had over the years. You've been lucky to travel with like what's Posse your best Brock Radford and Brock story? And da- <laughs> like Brock's a character, and Lonnie's a fun guy to travel with, and Pancake and and Jerry. Like they're all really good guys. Like talk a bit about your your traveling partners over the years. Oh, I've had some some really good traveling partners. I mean, like Clayton Moore's been one. Um, you know, me and him have had some pretty wild times. Actually, I got a good good <laughs> poo story. Um, we were in Lee Park one time. Anyways, he stayed out drinking all night, and then we had to get <laughs> to Rocky the next day. And you went to bed early, like a like a, uh, a uh, not necessarily early, but I went <laughs> went to bed early enough. Well, like an athlete. I mean, when that happens, I guess I get first shift driving. So I I got us there, I guess. But uh, I mean, it, we got there, and the rodeo went good. But it was kind of a long long day i didn't even have to go to rocky i just kind of went for the drive and oh dang caught a ride with old prescott back to his place but that was good but um no i kind of over the years i just kind of branch off and do my own thing because i'm entered in that bulldog and so it's kind of hard to travel with bull riders sometimes when i got to be at a certain place but 
few years ago, it was me, Nick Tetz, Jackson Scott, and Austin Nash. And boy, oh boy, did we have a fun year. Um, the amount of miles we put on together and good times we had together, it was fun. Um, the only one that didn't make the finals that year was Jackson, wasn't it? For the, uh, for the CFR? I think me, Austin made it? I think me and Nick did, or maybe I, I might have been the only one that year. Oh, okay. To be honest. But everybody except Jackson has made the finals now, though, in that truck, haven't they? Didn't Austin make it too? Or am I remembering yeah, I think so. I thought he made it one time. Jackson, Jackson's had some tough luck. You know, yeah. he, he uh, got a few of them concussions, and, and it's hard to ride through them. Um, but, like, that was that's my day one traveling partner is Jackson. I mean, me and him have, have uh, been through it together. And, I mean, we fight like brothers, you know, but we, uh, we're best friends. That guy's my best friend, you know. We good people, really the good whole guy. Crew. And now, now Reed's his uh, brother-in-law, right? Yeah, that's Reed correct. Lozier. That yeah. whole family, that whole family is just a great family. Um, Cole used to date my sister back in the day, yeah, so that's right. they kind of, you know, we've I've always been around the the Scott family and super nice people. But me and Jackson, we go way back. Like I remember high school, probably in Stira oh, junior high right? days yeah. and high school rodeo probably days. We had Posse's house too. You guys are about the same age. Yeah, we were about the same age, hanging around there. I remember I was kind of a, a little bit of a rebel child back then, and and Jackson, <laughs> he was he was kind of a good good guy and. I remember he seen me chewing one time, and that kind of pissed him off. And so we were kind of off and on. And then when, as soon as, as we got older, and he started kind of, he didn't start riding bulls till he was eighteen. And uh, and then we were just, you know, best bull riding buddies together. That was who I st- like. We first started going to pro rodeos together, and 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 doing all that, you know. And and uh, there was three of us: me, Jackson, and Lane Cork. Um, we kind of come oh, out of BC. Lane. That's a good motherfucker, too. Yeah. I like Lane a lot. And uh, we all come out of BC there and kind of, I guess, Ty Posimon, protégés, you know, he kind of all taught us taught us how to ride and got us going and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. Those, I guess those three guys would be the main traveling partners, but then, you know, life goes on. Lane, he's he's got a family, and he's he's happy over there in BC. And, and he's and one of those guys who didn't, like, he could have went and done really, really well, and he just kind of dabbled a bit and then stuck around BC and kicked ass, and then he's like, had his kid and... That was that. Yeah, I think just, you know, got caught up doing other things. But, I mean, there's more to life than rodeo, right? So, yeah. Well, and, and and talk a bit about, you mentioned, like, Posse, and, like, you kind of grew up, but you started with the steer riding with him, and then he's obviously had a huge influence in your bull riding career. Like, talk a bit about how he kind of steered you in that direction to where you are now. Oh, tough love, I guess. <laughs> no, he, uh, he kind of took me under his wing there when I was really young, and, um, this is actually kind of funny. He had a cow. Do you guys remember the cow he had called Blondie? I don't know. He had this cow called Blondie. Anyways, I remember getting there, and, and uh, they would get me on team rope and steers, but uh, they had this cow named Blondie, and she bucked. Anyways, I didn't want to get on her. I was scared of her. Well, <laughs> they pressured me and pressured me and pressured me, and finally I got on Blondie. Well, Blondie cracks it in the gate, I mean, to be about a 22-point cow, and licks her ass around to the right. I get jerked down. And she steps right on my head, but it was... Oh, no. Yeah, it was a hockey helmet, and it just blew right off, like blew into pieces. And it didn't land right on my head, but it skimmed it and just, like, blew it off. And I got up, and I'm like, holy crap. And I think it was Ty and Junior and maybe Casey Attrill. They're like, holy shit, we just about killed this kid <laughs> off, you know. And, and you're 12. And I'm 12 years old. Well, whatever, you know, it's... You get on some more steers or whatever, so... 
then they're like trying to get me on the, their practice bulls at 12 years old. I was like, no, not. I was a little timid back then, you know, I didn't want to get yeah. killed off. So, but they were just trying to make, make me tougher. And I, I appreciated that. But yeah, he, um, you know, he just was always there for us, us younger guys, like telling us where we should do or what we should do. You know, I'd send him videos kind of, we grew apart as I, I, he went to Texas there and yeah. kind of did his thing, got on tour, but we, we always stayed on in touch and he'd look at my videos and say, do this better or do that better. And so, no, it was, uh, definitely was good for us young BC guys back then. Yeah. It was, that was a cool thing about Ty. He was, he, always, he was giving back like before a lot of guys, like, during his career where a lot of guys kind of are so career focused, they don't really start doing that part till they're after it. Where yeah. Posse was always, he'd, he'd talk to you or give you, lend you any advice you'd ask for whenever you'd ask for it, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool deal. Well, and that's one thing I loved about Posse is like he, he really tried to go and do it. You know, he was going to the biggest pro rodeos by himself or going to on tour, you know, and just really getting down to the States and doing it. And that's one thing I admired about him is, is he wasn't afraid to enter and put his name down down there. There's not a lot of guys going. Well, there, there's actually quite a few that are going right now, but but you're only entering in the bull riding down there. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, just because it's, it's a bit of a different ball game entering a timed event and a rough stock down there. Um but yeah, I'm just just trying to f- get a feel for it down there and get it yeah. figured out. But I mean, the way th- things are in Canada, you know, a guy can stay up here throughout the summer and and uh, you know make a pretty decent living. So I mean, that's cool, right? But for me, I just I really want to make bull riding my career and be able to do it all year and not have to work, right? And that's kind of what I've been trying to do. And and so I, I'm trying to get down there. And there's there's a lot of money to be won down there. So. So two questions. What are your thoughts uh, on the all-around versus high point in Canada? Oh, Ted. Second question I'll get to after a minute. But first off, <laughs> what do you think? Like, you mean them changing it or? Did they change it? Because I saw something about a Kenny McLean Award up here. Like, what's the what's the deal with that? Well, um, the Kenny McLean Award, now it's it's a rough stock and a timed event. It's all around. And now the all-around is essentially the, the oh, high point. Oh, two events. It's two events now, oh. so it's the same as the PRCA. But a Kenny McLean is like the Linderman down there. But exactly. Linderman is three events, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't yeah. Linderman three events? Uh, no, I think it's two. Maybe it is. I three. think it has to be a rough stock, though. A rough stock and a timed That's event. Yeah, it's right. a rough yeah. stock and a timed right. event, and you have to win a thousand dollars in each event. Yeah. No shit. So the CPRA dropped the like true all around award. But what, yeah. so really? what do you think? Do you think all That's around was the Canadian way where it was that, or do you think it was just two events? I mean, I think all around means all around the arena yeah that's both a good sides point. that's so, a good point because I'm, mean, I'm with you like i, I mean, thought it was that way too i mean down in the state like stetson he is an all-around cowboy like he he that guy is phenomenal I'm but he doesn't do time of his no but i mean it's just it's a different award down there whereas i i liked it up here in canada it kind of seemed traditional you know all, yeah. all around the arena but i guess uh i don't know i guess they didn't like it that way so someone changed Who's it they? i i don't know don't it, it do don't one matter. The arena. <laughs> who's the high? Who's the high point winners lately that would have wanted to change? I don't know. To all around, I don't yeah. think anyone wanted to change it. I just think that somebody non- did. It changed. Well, I just think I think <laughs> not enough people were qualifying for the, for the all, all around. around. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so maybe they wanted to make it a bit more competitive. A maybe. bit more competitive. Yeah. Huh. But but it's just a high point now. Well, but Jared's a good case for it though. He wouldn't have won the won it last year. He would have only won the all around. A, but like, but he won the all around. But he, and he pulled on both just events. two. But just, but he just made just two checks in the team rope, and that was it. Like he didn't like pursue it. Yeah, more. it's been tougher that but way. But I mean, like, where, like the competitive point of it. Where what it's are you like, devaluing? What Jake does? 
<laughs> no, but he but he enters he enters like consistently throughout the year where Jared like won a couple checks and that was it. Like he entered. Like, well, like, I like, think I think last not year thinking, was, not taking uh, away from Jared either, but I'm just like the competitive side sounds, of it. Sounds kind of sounds like you are it's fucking Jared, man. No, Fuck that I, guy. Jared Jared's an all round <laughs> cowboy. He is. He definitely he's a, he's that award. He he made some really good team roping times last year, and and you know there wasn't a whole lot of rodeos to go to, and I, I he did enter quite a bit in the team roping, and I think he fully deserves that award. You yeah. know, he is an all round cowboy. Um, but like anyone to say that that's an easy award or it's not competitive, obviously like hasn't tried that like hard Gracie because just did? because the easy. first year I got it, you know, it was it was pretty tough to get those three checks. Yeah, it is. And, and then the second year, you know, I I did quite a bit better getting those checks. But like it's you know it's tough. We got a lot of handy timed event guys in Canada, yeah. and to step into their end and, and compete against them, a guy's got to have his shit together and. And, you you uh, got guys that's their, that they specialize in that. Like yeah, that's their, that those events are what they do. No, and exactly. You, you to come in as a, as a, like a secondary event. Yeah, like it's to and to pull checks. That's like something to say in that yeah. in that regard. But in regards to them changing it, you know, now it's the all round just in two events. I mean, kind of. I heard about that, and it. One goal for me this year is I'd really like to try and make the CFR and the steer wrestling, um, and and make a a good effort at it. Before cool. I was just trying to get checks. I'd like to try and get in there and, and maybe win that all-around award, you know, and I think that would be pretty cool Hell to yeah, do man. it against, you know, everyone rather than just the guys yeah. doing rough stock and and uh, and a timed event. So. That's cool. But Yeah. Hell yeah. But I do think it's it's good. It's going to make it more more competitive that way, and the Kenny McLean Award is going to be great. You know, that's a, 100%. That's a great, great cowboy to, you know, honor. Well, Another great part, BC was part, cowboy. Part two of your question. I actually forgot what it was. Um, okay, I got one. So the one one thing I was wondering while driving up here is, as much as you've been down in the U.S. now and you've been competing in Canada for a long time, like what's the main difference you're seeing between the Canadian state of bull riding versus the American state of bull riding? Like, what's even what's the main difference between like the PRCA and CPRA like, or level is there competition? One? Or is, yeah, is, is there one at all? I just it's different down there for the sense they have you know california's population is bigger than canada's in a whole so Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot more people down there doing that sport so i think there's a lot more guys that are competitively doing it like i was hanging out at boudreaux campbell's ranch and he has four-year-old kids getting on one-handed that ride these calves you know that you could be 80 points on and it's just like it's crazy to see that they they start them that young and it's just it's I mean, it's a little more competitive down there. I'd have to say, you know, not it, it's competitive up here, but there's just a lot more guys down there you got to compete against. Yeah. And and I mean, it's the rodeo is different. You got to go, you know, you might be entered somewhere Wednesday, then you got an eight-hour drive the next day, and then you got a four-hour drive on Friday, and then you know you got to go twelve hours north to somewhere Going else. The country and, in three days. That's you know, like getting into this busy time of year, it's it's it gets pretty rugged, you know, and. Um, it's harder that way because you put on a lot more miles, I think. Yeah. And whereas up here, you know, next week there's Leduc, Han Hills, and Bonneville. Well, a guy can hit all three and be home, on be Sunday. home, and and leave on the same days. And mm-hmm. I I think that's, you know, we're just we're pretty lucky that way. And so I I figured out what it was. I was wondering what what your real job was when you aren't rodeoing or when you need to make some cash if you're off for a while or injured. Like, how are you making your living otherwise now? Or um, how did you in the past? Well, I come from kind of an oil field family too. Um, my dad's always been off and on in the pipeline industry. And um, kind of when I was younger, got out of school, he kind of was, and I, I broke my shoulder that first year. He was like, hey, like, you know, you 
you need to go work and and uh do something because you ain't gonna be able to ride bulls for a bit so i went and pipelined and i mean it's uh it's not the best work you gotta kind of have a thick backbone for it but uh i mean life's what you make out of it right and i i i don't mind pipelining it it uh gets me into good shape gives me good quick money and then it also just fuels my fire to go be better rodeo cowboys really so i don't have to yeah it makes me want to do work. it better it's you like know like gary tells us you find that job you hate to work and yeah. you want to ride bulls better but i think for a young guy that you know really wants to go rodeo hard in canada and not have to worry about money you know it's slow enough for four months in the winter if you go get a pipeline job for four months you could come out of there with say forty thousand, and you can easy. go and rodeo all winter long or all summer long and you know, get a feel for it and be comfortable and not have to worry. Like I hear a lot of guys like, Oh, you know, why, why didn't you go here? Or why can't you come practice? Oh, cause I got to go work. Well, shoot, man, we didn't have no rodeos for four or five months. Why didn't you save up then? So you could put it all on the yeah. line. Well, well, we're busy right now. That's and what I, I used to do. I go work on the race yeah. for four months, make 40, 50 grand, and then you're good. You're good to, to go. And yeah. that's, I'm, I don't, I don't mind that industry just for that. And that's what I did. I, I tore my bicep this last, uh, last winter and I, I took two months off and then I went to work in January and February and I just got tired of sitting around. I probably shouldn't have been doing much, but I mean, shoot, I, I was with Acumen and Brandon Thome and, and they got me back into shape with this arm, but also that pipelining was really good physical therapy. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Where were you? Were you on the Edson rig with the, with the Browns? Yeah. On the Edson, um, yeah. Cam Brown actually lined me up with the job with a guy named Curtis Browsen and his uh, dad runs the whole rig, doesn't he? Like the yeah, kind of runs deal? the show up there. What's his and, name again? Uh, Dale. Dale, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, them guys. You know, they got a lot of cowboys jobs, and now a lot of them cowboys are are gone rodeo now. Especially yeah. when COVID come along and there was no work. You know, like Logan Hay and Dawson Hay, they were up there for a couple months, and then mm-hmm. shoot, they went down south, and one of them ended up making the NFR. You know, yeah. huh. somebody well, also well, started want- some hats that say pipeline shit. Yeah, I seen a few of them up there. Yeah, I don't know who it was. I'm to call them. Well, and one thing, one thing too about the oil field and that kind of and the oil patch in general is like they're big supporters of rodeo and Western sports, especially in Canada. That can turn into you go there and work hard for a company that could turn into a sponsorship for you or whatever. There's more to it than just going there and busting your ass for the winter. I know the company I work for they sponsored most of it. They sponsored they sponsored me for two years. You got lucky. well, well, you you talk to, <laughs> you talk to, you talk to the right people though, and make make connections and stuff. Like they have the yeah, money maybe. to support people, right? Like it's all about that networking part of yourself too that you need to have. But anyways, yeah. it's 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 nice to be involved in that. And you can see see why they're such big supporters of rodeo, just because great motivation. Was, yeah, exactly. Yeah, th- 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 those kind of people are in it. Yeah, for sure. How how many newfies have you worked with? <laughs> I've worked with a handful, and uh, what's the what's the best piece of advice you've ever got working in the oil field? What's the one? Don't put oh, your don't, don't put, put your, your hand. Yeah, don't put your hand where you uh, where put you wouldn't pecker. put your pecker. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. That's a that's a known one. That's I guess a, we all knew that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Any um, that we haven't heard though? Oh shoot! Can't be a pussy in a pipeliner, I guess. <laughs> no offense to anyone listening out there, but that's oil field talk for you. <laughs> if you ain't a pipeliner, you're a pussy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's just. Uh, it's a awesome. it's a rugged industry. You got to have a thick backbone to work in it. But I kind of grew up in up Fort St. John, and it's a pretty rugged town. You know, it's uh, you got to have thick skin, or your feelings will yeah. get hurt. So one thing one thing we haven't talked about yet is the PBR Global Cup. You've competed yeah. on Team Canada for a couple couple times now, and talk about representing your country on that stage, and 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 yeah, just being at the highest level 
and it's kind of a different it's a different format you're not it's, as an individual like say the PBR world finals or the UTBs like that kind of stuff like you're there by yourself but when you're there that with your with your buddies and guys you've grown up with and competed with like that's a whole other thing yeah man the global cup is probably the coolest thing i've had the chance to compete in um i mean the first year i was there as an alternate in edmonton out of 14 guys and i at that time i wasn't riding as near as good as i am now um but I kind of got thrown in there and had to get on an eliminator and got one jumped and it really kind of hurt my confidence. And I, after that, I was like, you know what, that's never going to happen again. You're, you're going to come back and be on that team one day and you're going to show your country, you know, how to ride for them. And, and then a few years later, you know, I got the chance to go again down in Arlington and, um, I mean, it worked out good. I, I got it. I got one good one road and just about rode another good one. And it, it was good. Like, you were the only guy to get a score one year, weren't you? No, Zane got a score. Um, that was wasn't it this year? Was this year was pretty rough? That was Brock this year. Brock, Brock really okay. pulled our team together. Um, this year, you know, went down there. the The Bulls this year, I think, were the best they've ever been. They were all ninety pointers across the board. Yeah. Um, yeah. When it's one day, yeah, you can kind of do that. I don't think one day was enough either. And it without the chaps and the, the jerseys, were they, there were still jerseys. There was no chaps though. Like. Yeah. Didn't look like as much of a team event. Well, with COVID and everything, I think it got thrown together pretty quick. But it was it was still good. And, um, I mean, our whole team, you know, we were there to win. And uh, it's just this bull riding, it's a tough sport. But, you know, like Brock, he, he pulled it together for us. And, and uh, you know, we, um, we, we didn't finish last. So I guess that's a good thing. It's, it's one of those things. It's kind of like the NHL playoffs where it's like, <laughs> it's a lot of, like, but it's, it's like where like it takes you gotta have some skill, you gotta have a lot of luck, and then that's you have those two things. Some and, of you the can, and you can go on a run, especially on a one day event. Like you, good you come up, you show up there, like, and you get some lucky. You get lucky. You gotta make yeah. some rides, like whatever. Like that, you can really gain some momentum that way. Whereas if it, if things if uh, the same on the opposite, and if things are going bad, they're gonna go bad. Like it's not gonna be be as good as it should be. Oh, for sure. And that's like I don't know. Our whole team tried. We all tried hard. Yeah, we had a little yeah. tough luck on a few of them, and. Um, I mean, I, it wasn't, I, it wasn't that you guys rode bad. Like no. it just, no, there's there just bad luck bulls. and there was some bad, like, like didn't Jordy get, uh, like should have probably got a score or a re-ride or he, like he should have got a re-ride. That, got they say them, them stupid halters that these guys use, you know, they, if your bull leaves the chute incorrectly with the halter on, you're supposed to get a re-ride. Well, that's what happened in Jordy's case and he didn't get one. Oh, whatever. That's the judge's discretion. You know, it, it is what it is. But um, he probably should have got one there. So that was kind of tough luck. But you know, you win some, you lose some, and it's bull riding. It's a uh, it's a tough sport. And but I mean, if you you know, if you when we were searching up our bulls, it's like it was like thirty ride. It was like thirty outs, two rides. Um, forty rides or forty outs, one ride. Like we were getting on some oh, stout stuff juice. with yeah. hard with, ones. You know, hard to ride suckers. And I mean, shoot, it could have went. The other way, and we could have rode all of them, all right? Of, yeah, that's so, just it, man. I mean, congrats to that American team. They did phenomenal. Ross and, and, and them Eagles, I mean, they showed up to ride them boys. Yeah. And they were all young, you know, and that was that was pretty cool to see. And, but, I mean, our our fire is fueled, and I think next year we're going we're gonna to win that sucker. And, and, I mean, Tanner, he did a great job being coach. And I'm just I'm excited to see what it comes in the next few years. What's it going to take to win? Oh. We're just gonna have to cowboy up and be tough. You and you guys, you guys. The so the thing, the thing I've noticed is that not that I've noticed, but like just the the way the stat the stats are stacked. You've got Jose, you've got Silvano, maybe you've got 
Dalen, you got the top guys. Yeah, like, and they're all like all world champions, and they're all at the top of the standings. And you guys are are you know we might have a couple guys that are top thirty five or top fifty, but like for the majority, like on average, those top guys are gonna ride more bulls than you guys. And we and you guys can show up and do it on that day, but the the odds are stacked against you almost, right? Like like really, like it's gonna take an above average day almost for. You know, and it's got to really, it's got to really go right for us to win. Honest, honestly, like unfortunately, those guys are just going to ride more bulls when it's based on scores, right? Like it's going to take a little bit. No, and you're not wrong by saying that. Um, Yeah, I mean, they have. I guess you could say it's a little more bull experience. I I think, you know, every guy on that team we had has been on the rank bulls. Oh yeah, I think we have a good chance. But I think another thing is we could maybe try and get on those ranker ones, those ninety pointers, ninety two pointers. Try and get on them a little more consistently. And maybe be a little, I don't know, be a little more sharper. But, I mean, on any good day, like, every every guy on this that team rides rank bulls really good. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, you can't really it it's just bull riding, and, you know, it's like tough. We, like we talked about with Chad Blankenship, the team is offside. Don't go. Okay. But <laughs> but it's it shows that the, uh, that the, uh, we're, so the Oilers are playing the Avalanche right now. It's Tuesday night, day before the show. Oh, we're watching goal. right now. Never mind, I lied. It, it was a good goal, yeah, two-two or three-two. But anyways, we were talking about um, like Canada. You guys had a were really close the year before. Like it was wasn't far off. Like a couple rides here or there, and you know a couple good ones off the bat, and kind of got some momentum, and and it was really rocking. And then uh, then this last year was it was. I don't think that the atmosphere at that show helped helped it out this year. I think it was it just wasn't as great of a. Global Cup, like you said, last minute throwing it together, like it wasn't like, the focal point of the event, which is what like every time there's been the Global Cup, it was the it, b- feature before. It was the feature event, and yeah. there was like some, some like built up around it, and it just and even if like so, say you have a, a shitty first day, you still, you still come back the second day and make yeah. a bunch of bull rides. It's not and like still it's over. The mix. It's, not, yeah. it's not over after one day. What do you think? I just think I think uh, the boys we had a bit of tough luck there. I don't think any of that has anything to play with it. No. I think okay. uh, I think if we were to redo it the next day, it, it probably be we would have been eighty percent. You know, and, yeah, and sure. I know what you guys are saying, but uh, every, everyone on that team rides really good, and 100%. it just it, I guess it just wasn't our day to be great. And well, most of the guys the have competed at that is, level right? and, and done well. Like Jared's done really well at the World yeah, Finals. Yeah. Jordy's yep. been there. Brock's been there. All them guys, they they know what it's about. It's just a matter. Of and each of us of all been successful at a global cup years prior to that you know the year before when scott and uh tanner gerlitz were coach you know they put together a great team did a great job and and our team showed up there and we did have a good chance and there was a few bulls that we let slip away from us but that's it's bull riding right and then i think the year before that them guys were in australia and they did awesome i think they placed what second or third third, so i mean it's just it's a matter of time and i think we're gonna we're gonna get that sucker one eventually cool what else we got? Anything? I, I'm kind of. I think I've hit everything I need to hit. Um, we got one more question that, for the end, but yeah, you got anything else? We, I don't think we have too much more time either. But um, so let's just yeah, let's just yeah, get all right, Jake. Well, thanks for the time, man. Thanks for coming to town, meeting with us. It's always fun. We can do this in person. But one last question for you: What is your definition of cowboy shit? I don't know. I was thinking about it quite a bit, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I my definition of cowboy shit would be you know just tying your hand to that rank one that no one wants to get on everyone's scared of and and just you know you're sliding up in that shoot just it's do or die time you know it's you're you're gonna go win the rodeo you know and that and just being a respectful person and and just always willing to lend a hand to people and you know just 
given a good reputation to the Cowboys, to the people that don't really understand our way of life, I'd have to say. I like it. It's good stuff. We appreciate what you do, Jake, and appreciate happy it. to see you doing, doing well, good. man. You're kicking ass. Yeah. They keep kicking ass. Oh, congrats dude. on the Grand Prairie success. I and, appreciate it, guys. And you know, congrats. it's just diamonds one day, dust the next, <laughs> you know. Hey, but, but kudos to going and doing it. You know, like, I know it's lonely out there when you're on the road and down south and you're gone for so long, and, like, it's not easy, so kudos to going and after it and going giving it a go. Yeah, well, I th- thank you guys for saying that. It means a lot. We're cheering for you, bud. Yeah. Thank you. Keep yeah. it up. All right, Jake Gardner, thanks for joining us. Eight seconds is a long damn time. It's more than the shine in the buckle. Broken hearts, busted knuckles. You know you got to hustle. You're sifting through the rubble to find. Your soul's on the line and you're running behind. It's more than the shine. Thanks to Jake Gardner for being a part of the show this week. Uh, as Jake was leaving, he said, oh, I wish that I would have thanked Prescott. Ty and Barry Prescott were a huge influence on his career. Um, Jake actually lived out there at the Prescott place for, for quite a while. Yeah. And Prescott's uh, huge supporters in the in the bull, bull, bull riding business and rodeo business in Canada, Ty and Barry. So out in Strathmore there, Ty's uh, fighting bulls. He was up in Grand Prairie this past week. He's doing great. Uh, I think he said he was getting married later this summer. Him Oh really? So that nice. that's exciting and uh and uh yeah. So Jake wanted to make sure that if Ty and Barry were listening that they knew that they were an important part of his his career and and just wanted to say thank you. So so thanks again to Ty and Barry Prescott, thanks to Jake Gardner. Appreciate you coming down and do the show with us. And uh got a little bit of sponsor news for you here, Wace. Does your horse have a dull coat, Ted? Um yeah, you know actually, my horse does have a dull coat. Maybe their tr- their hooves have trouble growing. Really? Or maybe your horse has some colic issues. What do you do, Ted? Hey, uh, Jake, Jake Gardner's co- horse had a colic issue. Your dad. Not a good time. His horse dad. Yeah. It sucks. Colic ain't good. No. So <laughs> we have teamed up with Equipride and Equilex, which are, uh, are an all-in-one vitamin, mineral, and digestive aid supplement. The supplement helps with all those issues and more. But wait, there's more. Equipride. <laughs> Equipride is the top dressed meal. Equipride. <laughs> Equipride is the top is the top dressed meal form, and Equilix is the free choice lick tub, and is the only non molasses protein tub on the market. Both are great options to feed your horse. Try this amazing horse supplement product by asking your local feed store to bring in Equipride and Equilix today. Equipride. Equipride. <laughs> Good job, man. Stuff's hard. Did I say aquapod? You said aquapod. <laughs> For sure you did. Aquapod. <laughs> thanks to hey. our friend or Eric Thornberg. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for joining up. Saw him at the Horse Expo, and we made a deal. We made a deal. Here we are. So Bear Cowboy Racers. Shit is brought to you by Equipride and Equilix. Get it in stores today. What about Bear Racers? Bear Racers. Get, this is good for your horse, man. Get it happen. And if you don't like Equipride, then fuck then you. F- if your horse doesn't lick pre- Equipride, <laughs> then fuck you. If your horse doesn't use Equilix, <laughs> then fuck you. <laughs> you're probably going to get a slow time. Oh, it's guaranteed to shave. If you're a 2D <laughs> horse, you're getting into the 1D with Equipride and Equilix. Uh-oh. It's guaranteed. Wait, we're watching the game right now, the Oilers. The and getting the, routed. Yeah, it's 6-3 Colorado So men- You mentioned the Oilers. I owe you it a was 2-2 two, two at one point. Oh, you now it's 6-3, and it's, only, it's not even halfway through the game. And knowing the Oilers, they can come back from this. 
They can financially recover from this. That's the one that when you have the best player in the world in your team, you can never never count them out. Miko Koskinen about to go in the net for the Oilers. But yes, the Calgary Flames have been eliminated from the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs by the Edmonton Oilers. And if you look back to last show, where you said I put a wager up, it wasn't my idea, it was his idea. And he, he was... He was. Uh, I was. I was very confident in the Flames. Yeah, after everybody, the round everybody one. was. And I was everybody not was. super confident. I was a little concerned about the Oilers. They were the underdog, as far as everyone's concerned. They were the underdog, yeah. and they and they came out and won it. Uh, and I'll eat crow on that one. The Oilers. The Oilers came to play. It was great. But I will. Yeah. I was nervous. Was, like and like yeah. I know Chris Russell listens to the show sometimes. You might be hearing this, but like they probably knew it in the dressing room too that they probably thought they were the underdogs. So. Yeah, man. I think it's fair. But they, yeah, they did well, man. That, I think what the biggest thing that happened was Calgary played into their hands, played to play run and gun. McDavid mm-hmm. dry settled another level. Markstrom played bad, and so I'm buying you around of golf at the Bam Springs. Yeah, looking forward to it. Does that include dinner too, or just golf? No. Just golf. Just golf. You buy dinner. Do golf cart it's like or do I have to walk? Around. Carts too, or just walk? We're carting. Do I? Uh, you want to walk? Do it. I need to get rental clubs, or do I bring my own? <laughs> you have to get rentals. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna share share share, share one, bag one of clubs, one bag of clubs. <laughs> but no, that's good. Congratulations. We should, do a, we should do a round of golf where we like can only play with a seven iron. Sometime that'd be kind of funny. Well, the, what we, well, I had a group of friends not long ago. They went to a par three course and there was a three club. So you could pick three clubs out of your bag. and That's all you yeah, get. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And really somebody didn't even take a putter, right? I don't, I didn't play. I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I heard th- I heard them talking about it though, and somebody didn't even take a putter. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that would be that'd be fun to get a group of fellows together and just. It's a little foursome, just mess around. Go play at like the blue, de- like little devil, like par three course, and just mess around. Be super It'd be fun, entertaining. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Congrats, I did a par congrats, three one time man. and had like maybe only one club. I might have only had a pitching wedge and a putter. That's all you need, really. And th- there were rentals at the crappy course in Regina before I went <laughs> one time. It was a little par three Regina. It was flat. Like yeah. there was nothing there. It was just totally flat. I think I only had one good club. It's like most golf courses <laughs> in Regina are all just totally flat. <laughs> Except totally. for well, I don't even know what else is in town. But anyways, yeah, Oilers. I was pretty happy to see you. I'm thinking they're in deep against Colorado, but they got a chance. And I mean, it's only halfway through the game, so we don't know what's going to happen here. Only halfway through the game. It's only game one. It's we'll a seven-game series for it a is. reason. So, and they lost to Calgary first first game and LA. They sure did. They're 0 for two, and they made it on. So they sure did. Man. Who you got so the rest of the way now, though? Tampa what do you think? Tampa. Trade for Tampa. It's not a bad bet. I mean, that's the way Vasilevsky's playing. He's back to his playoff form. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. Okay. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Tampa, Colorado in the final. Uh, that's probably not a bad call. Yeah. I think that I. Would have thought that at some the point. Cool, the cool thing will be Shesterkin versus Vasilevsky in the this East. This round. Yeah, yeah. in the East Conference. Very yeah. good. And in the, in the West, it's two former Arizona Coyote goalies. Yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darcy Kemper and Mike Smith. Yeah, so no so, big man. We don't need to talk hockey. You didn't come here to listen all about hockey. Uh, rodeo, I don't know what's happening. Well, I was going to talk about uh, a nice thing about having a girlfriend. Is yeah, yeah, go ahead. My skincare. I'm oh, skincare really? routines now. Really? Got moisturizing. I even got this like moisturizing loofah. Really? For your back? For my back and my arms and my really? skin. Really? What kind of products are you using? Uh, whatever she's got. she got some expensive shit. That's awesome. And you use her stuff. She lets me use it. Did she leave it at your house? No, no, no. She's oh, No. I only she get, that's, the only, that's the crappy part about the long distance thing is I don't get that that luxury when I'm at home. When are you moving to BC? Uh, about September? Next year, probably. My lease is up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lease is up next year? In April, yeah, mm. I just resigned it not not long before Jen and I had met. <laughs> so, no, it's good, man, good stuff. But yeah, that's one. My skincare has been off the charts. I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm happy for you. Thanks, man. It's been good. This it's been is like exciting. So long. It's been a long road. It's exciting. It's been a long road to get to this point. 
It's it's awesome. There's I mean, been a lot of ups, a lot of mostly downs. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> I gotta. I, is it okay if I talk about? Okay, so so uh, so Storm's brother Tristan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So some shit went down, and Poor he. Kid. Oh, are you okay, Ellie? Oh no, <laughs> all right, bye. Uh, and <laughs> and so some shit went down, and I f- I didn't get to call him. I was busy at Grand Prairie, like I was kind of slammed. My speakers got rained on. I was a little nervous, and it was nine. It was twelve hour days in Grand Prairie, and it was it was a, it was a long. It was a, a big battle. day. A great great rodeo. It went super good. Uh, had a great show. Awesome work with Feature Productions. Sam Winslow, Sean Weeb, uh, yeah, they, Chris they, Cook. They get the good crew up there. Um, yeah, the whole crew because it wasn't doubled up. Yeah. Like rarely. Well, yeah. like, one of the times it wasn't doubled up. Um, so yeah, I had a great week up there with the crew. Brett Gardner. We had we had lunch together three days. I had three beef dips in a row. Nice. Was a big fan of that. Um, but Tristan gets dumped. And then I'm thinking about... like I, For those who don't know Tristan, it's Storm's brother. Storm's brother, yeah. So... so Shit goes down, and I'm, and then I think about last night. I'm like, Storm, would it be offside if I sent Tristan a funny message? It's like, like, what do you say when a guy gets dumped? You're like, ah, oh, sorry, like for you, like you know, like sucks to suck. Yeah, like what do you do? <laughs> and then, and I'm like, would it be funny if I sent him like wait one of Wasey's sad boy playlists? So I text Wasey, and I was like, hey, would you send me one of your sad? I think so I messaged you back instantly. Too. <laughs> you did I instantly. Already. <laughs> and I and I texted to Tristan. I was like, when Wasey's sad, he plays this. And then he texts me back. He's like, "You know what? Today was actually a really good day. I had a good day again. So <laughs> I was happy that he was uh, that he was feeling better because it sucks. But he's like, what is he? Twenty two? He's young. Twenty one? He's, he's not even twenty. Not even twenty. He's not even twenty. It's his first girlfriend. They've been together Dude, for a long time. Uh, like that's like he needs to go and see the world. He's heading down a dark path. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been down it. <laughs> if you want to give him any guidance, so Wacy, well, if you were to give yourself some advice." Myself? As an almost 30-year-old man now. Oh, my God. Turning 30 years old this year. Craigie. Giving yourself <laughs> advice from the last decade. <clears throat> what would you... A, a letter to your younger self, you might say. 20-year-old ways. In regards what would you to, say? like, dating life? Life, man. Just, just anything. Life in general? Life in general. 10 years down the road, what would you say? What would you say to yourself? Um, I would say... Dear Wacy. Dear Wacy. <laughs> this is future Wacy talking to you right now. <laughs> this is your older self. <laughs> This is me when you're almost 30. You're not as cool as you think you are. <laughs> Don't take life so seriously all the time. Life's a garden. Life's a garden. Dig it. Life is short. Stunt it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I would just be like, yeah, just keep on keeping on, man. Shit's not going to... It's like, I don't know, just like kind of ride the wave. You know, sometimes it's good. Sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> Did you... But, just keep on trucking along, man. As far as advice goes, was there anything like really devastating that happened to you when you were 20 and you thought you like would never financially recover from that? Honestly, man, it was when I was 23 when I had to quit riding bulls. That was the most devastating See, that's thing what I'm getting life. at. Is like, I, w- yeah. I wonder if there's something where you could oh, honestly, dude, soften the blow and be like, there's been more like, to life like, than rodeo. It be like, hey, man, it's going to be okay. Like that yeah. was like when I when I had to quit, I lost my identity. Like that was everything yeah. to me. Like, and I I was like, what the what the fuck am I going to do now? I'm 23. I have nothing. Like, I, everything up until that point had been rode like centered around rodeo. Every decision I made, like all there's, the work decisions I made, had there's been some around, people like, that still are rodeoing yeah. that probably could <coughs> could quit that haven't yeah found their identity otherwise. And it and took me and it took me a long time to figure it out that there was more to life in rodeo. And I, I was t- I was thinking about it the other day actually. Like I'm so thankful for the decision the decision that I made because look this work where I'm at now. Like you know like. Sure, it sucks. I never got to continue my rodeo career, but I'm healthy. I got a got really got, got some cool stuff going for us, and met a really cool girl. Like it's just things. Things are. It seems like a long time, and a lot of ups and downs, but it's everything's falling into place, and 
shit's, shit's good. So it's just like not don't worry too much. And that bigger it's the, the bigger picture thing is like I wish I had realized the bigger picture sooner because I was like pretty resentful and upset for like a year after I quit. I was like, this sucks. Like I don't know what the hell to do. So once you realize that there's more to life than rodeo, and there's still and there's a life to be. You can still be involved in rodeo in your life. You don't have to be in the arena. So I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of just like just take it easy, man. Like it's gonna be all good. I like it. Yeah. Oh, and when it comes to dating advice, it's like, man, you're not even twenty. Like, go live your life. Yeah, it's true. Dating sucks, especially in this day and age. What you do they call right it? Person. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta keep. You gotta, as long as you keep. As long as you keep showing up, man. That's one of those things. As long as you keep trying yeah. and stuff, you're gonna meet the right person, and it's gonna fall into place, and you're gonna be happy. It's. it's you gotta keep good. showing up, though. That's the thing. You, you can't just go up. hermit up in the basement. You gotta go do shit. I know a lot of folks who who have that like poor me attitude and kind of shut themselves off in the world. It's like no wonder like you're not putting yourself out there. Like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And that's I think yeah. that I think we're you and I are, and like even Storm we're, we're in a unique position because we put ourselves out there constantly with all the stuff that we do. So it's a little bit easier maybe for people like us. But we're doing things for folks. But for folks, maybe a little more outgoing. But it, but uh, so yeah, just keep well, showing up. That's and keep giving it a try, and it'll work. Prerogative. Out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and you, and it's, it's, uh, you see it with other folks. Like my brother was the same way. Like he was dating a girl in high school, got broken up with, broke his heart. Dated a couple of people who on the way didn't work out, and he met his wife. Now they're having a, they had their first kid not too long Uncle ago. And just like try, just keep showing up. So, um, you met Storm at a rodeo. At the rodeo, you know that kind of shit, man. Just keep doing it. Keep on keeping on. Last thing I want to talk about: um, people that still don't wash their hands in the bathroom. Man, Real we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, not a fan. Oh man, I have another one too. Um, okay. I just I think it's gross it's if you're gross. still wash not your washing your hands. Yeah, wash your hands. There's only one I mean, time ugh. that it's acceptable to not wash your hands. When you just pee and don't pee on your no, hands. No, when you <laughs> when you're fresh out of the shower in your own house and you haven't left anywhere. Like if I'm at home and I just got a shower fair. and I take a pee, if I don't wash my hands, I'm not going to be too upset about it. I my hands. But I see a lot of people. Do you know where I see it often happen? Is the fucking airport. Ooh, gross. Yeah, the airports where I see it the most. So gross. That right. Stop it. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't look at like, no doorknobs at the airport, folks. Um. The other one though was at the kids up front tournament. So I go, I was at the uh, the poker tournament. Yeah, and I was playing poker next to a guy, and we got talking, and then he beat me out. So I gave him the cowboy shit buckle and the hat, and like, oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah, and this fucking guy, he had a fake ID. Uh, no, he had a fake big rodeo, card, a fake Canadian Pro Rodeo Association card. And it said he was a bullfighter, and his name was Dusty Sandusky. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> he had a fake fucking card. Yeah, and he was. Yeah, that was his name. On like on, on his, his person. on him on his person. I carry my credit cards and my ID. That's it. And some cash. Mm-hmm. And he has a fucking fake card he made 15 years ago to get into the ranchman's. And then, like, I'm just assuming, but he probably might have used it on a lady or two that might have got. Uh, what do you call that? Might have got. Yeah. Yes. Anyone out there want to call the Dusty Sandusky uh, hotline? On it's open. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> Reach out to us. Based on if you've yeah. been Dusty Sandusky, <laughs> we want to know. Actually, we want to know. <laughs> yeah. We want to know if you met a guy at the ranchman's who had a rodeo card and he was a bullfighter, and his name was Dusty Sandusky. We got to know because we're gonna get him on the phone and ask him to own up to uh, some shit. To some shit. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. That's like, that's like, that's like most most people would make a fake ID. He's making a fake pro fake rodeo card. card. Love Who it. Who does that? And it actually looked like I actually thought it was an actual card for a while. Like I looked at, it, I was like, yeah, but he felt Canadian wrong. Yeah, it was Candian. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what his name is now, but it was fucking hilarious. He's good. They're good folks, though. Oh, we had a great yeah, time. Good people. Great time. Good stuff. So, 
<laughs> you could have a, you could probably do a funny commercial about Dusty Sandusky. Hi, I'm Dusty Sandusky. And, I, and, my, and my horses only use Equiprad <laughs> and Equilex. <laughs> Whether They're the I'm best bullfighting horses in the business. <laughs> <laughs> Whether I'm out in the arena fighting bulls or out on the ranch doctoring cows, my horses are eating Equilex <laughs> and Equiprad. And sometimes I even mix it in my cereal. And sometimes so I even eat it. If I'm a regular, I'm using Equiprad <laughs> in my, my cereal. I even put it on my toast. <laughs> I put that shit on everything. <laughs> there is there is no molasses, no uh, no sugars, and no starch in my Equipride. And there's prebiotics. And no probiotics, just prebiotics. Is that before the postbiotics? So, yeah, here you go in, pre, yeah. come out, pro. <laughs> <laughs> this is off the tracks. Uh <laughs> Wacy's on the road again this week. We'll have an update for you after, uh, I guess, the week I'm of... i lots of golfing. Yeah, week of Rocky Mountain House and uh, Red Deer PBR Canadian Cup Series is back next week. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, folks. We'll uh, If you're at any of these events down the road, make sure to hit us, us up. up. We'll, be, we'll be around. So yeah, buy some cowboy shit. Say hi. And in stores now or at cowboyshit.ca. New stuff is going to be hitting the stores soon. <sighs> Exciting. All right. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. You're spooking the horses. They're wild and they're scared And that bright colored makeup And those clothes that you wear well, I seen you dancing Last night neath the trees You're spooking the horses You're scared